Welcome to Saturday Story Circle from the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Unknown Soldier! See anything? Nothing. I don't like this. Now, now. Superheroics or not, the Red Ensign's wartime service has largely been covert. I know that. He was also the Red Panda for a year or so, if I recall correctly. Being invisible is occasionally part of the job. You think he's out there? Are you certain that he isn't? His message did stress the need for extreme secrecy. And this is part of my problem, sweetie. John is one of a very short list of people that can find his way into our secret lair whenever he wants to. Which is about as extreme as secrecy gets. So why do we need to meet on a rooftop in the middle of the night? Professional courtesy? Please tell me you're joking. More baiting you than joking, per se. And how does that usually work out for you? With you getting your pretty little nose out of joint, which is terribly attractive in case I've never mentioned it. Red Panda, one of our friends might be in trouble. Trouble is the family business, Squirrel. And John Archer is more equipped to deal with it than any man I've ever met, mechanical or otherwise. I don't know. Something about this has my dander up is all. What do we do? Your call, Slugger. A coded message from the Red Ensign said to meet him on that rooftop at this time. I admit the whole thing smells and is probably a trap, but what else can we do? I reserve the right to say I told you so. So noted. Let's move. Sparky? Sparky, you over there? Not exactly. How the heck? Hello, Major. Slumming? You have no idea. Flying Squirrel, would you open that access door and tell the doctor to join us? You brought Dr. Anna with you? But I thought... All in good time, Flying Squirrel. All right. One mad scientist coming right up. I thought things would be slowing down for you a little, Major. With the end of the war so close... The war never ends, Red Panda. You should know that by now. Don't talk like that. It's almost over in Europe. And something else is just beginning. Why do you think the advance to Berlin was halted to let the Red Army do the honors? To be nice? What on earth will you do when the fighting is over? When the fighting is over, all of Europe and half of Asia will be divided into new armed camps. New camps, new combatants. And all of them better armed than ever before. And if we don't start fighting again right away, it just means that people like me will be even busier. Well, it's nice to have job security, I suppose. Conflict never ends, Red Panda. Wishing it were otherwise doesn't make it so. You could walk away. Let it be someone else's war. So could you. 
but we won't. Everything okay here? I suppose. Nice to see you again, Dr. Chronopolis. And you? Thank you again for everything you've done for my father. We haven't time for niceties, Doctor. I understand. What the screaming blue heck is going on here? It's been a while since I had to play secret agent girl, and I never was real good at it. Yes, I remember. Where is John? I can't speak to that. Here is what I can tell you. Approximately 16 hours ago, Dr. Anna Chronopolis disappeared from a super services mobile command base, having just been denied leave to return to Toronto. I followed immediately, located the subject, and returned with her to the carrier a little more than three hours from now. That was a kind of a nightmare of tenses. The doctor will face disciplinary charges, at which hearing records will be produced from a private care facility in support of her claims that her elderly father was gravely ill and made a sudden and complete recovery. Those records are being produced now, and given his prior mental history, the old man will certainly never be called upon to testify. The doctor will be summarily discharged from the Allied Command Super Services, but in light of her record, will not face further sanctions. That is all I can say. Doctor, when you're ready to go, I will be on the stairs. Thank you, Major. What the heck was all that about? The Major is doing what she can, but her fight isn't over yet. And what about yours, Dr. Anna? It might be just beginning. Where is John? I don't know. I... I don't know. I thought when Professor von Schlitz was captured, it might start to get better for John. And for a while it did. But he never forgot. He couldn't. I actually spent more hours than I care to mention constructing algorithms that would simulate the normal dysfunction pattern of human memory cells. But I could never make it work. Humans forget. Even the best and the worst moments of our lives fade a little as time passes. Who knew that was one of our strengths? It allows us to live in the present. Exactly. But John has perfect recall of every moment since he became self-aware. He is capable of reliving every aspect of the moment when Von Schlitz murdered his wife, destroyed the only life he had known. Knowing the man responsible was under lock and key wasn't enough. It tormented him. Von Schlitz never knew why he bothered the Red Ensign so much, but he knew to take advantage of it. He made himself useful, betraying most of Hitler's super science to the Allies, and always promising more. He was a model prisoner, except with John. He taunted him, goaded him, and when the Red Ensign finally lashed out, the Americans took steps to protect what had become a valuable asset. From then on, life got much more comfortable for the professor. A gilded cage is still a cage, Doctor. Is it? For how long? Dr. Anna, what happened? Von Schlitz is gone. What? Gone? You mean he escaped? No. Not gone as in escaped, gone as in no longer seems to have existed. I don't understand. I think I'm beginning to. It's happening all over Europe. Captured technology quietly disappearing, scientists having their war records erased, their party loyalties to the German regime called into question. What? Who's doing this? Everyone. No one trusts anyone. Not really. Though the popular choice of army to surrender to is our American friends. Especially if the alternative seems to be the Russians. From their point of view, I'm not certain I find fault with the logic. I'm not that interested in their point of view. Or what we have to gain from having them build rockets for us. 
now that there isn't much of a future to be had in the Nazi party. The point is that von Schlitz had to be considered the biggest prize of all, and the Americans already had him. And now he is gone and never existed. But he practically invented the Directorate of Secret Scientific Research and Execution! You'd be hard-pressed to find an official who would admit that there was ever such a thing. This is crazy! The ray guns, the dinosaurs, the occult war... Were never common knowledge and never will be. Few enough people who saw them in person live to tell the tale, and most of them have loyalties that will keep them in line. Where is von Schlitz now? I don't know. John never knew. He found out what I've told you and went crazy. Said he would find the monster and end him once and for all, before the blackness of his soul could spread like the cancer that it is. Before he started the nightmare all over again. So what happened? Where is he? I don't know. He was on his way to talk to an American intelligence officer he trusted. Captain Wallace, formerly of the Super Services. Wallace? Liberty lad? He used to be. That was two weeks ago. And this is all we know. We've been... watched. It took me until this morning to convince the Major that something had to be done. And this is the best we could do. We'll help him, Anna. We'll find him and we'll help him. It might almost be kinder if... I don't know if it will ever end for him. We'll help him, Anna. We'll bring him back. I'm a fool. That's no secret. Find the most deeply troubled man in in the world and fall head over heels for him? Android or no? I know that he could probably never... It doesn't matter. None of that matters. He doesn't deserve this. That's all I know. We'll find him, Anna. I promise. Excuse me. The Major's waiting. That was a fairly large promise you just made, Kit. Yeah, it was. Now you promise it to me. Yes, boss. Vada, so it is true. The hero in chains at last. Von Schlitz. I see captivity has not blunted your grasp of the obvious. Thank you, Sergeant. You may set those up over there. And then the workbench along this wall. Thank you. What is all of this? My new assignment. I see my new handlers have a flair for the ironic. Irony? Three attempts on my life in less than a week. And now they have handed you over to me for study. I think they expect me to enjoy myself, which is good, because... I certainly will. That isn't irony, you monster. That's the kind of black-hearted sickness you feed upon. It is a gesture of profound respect, Red Ensign, to offer me the heart of my enemy to eat. But they do expect results, and an army of mechanical men such as yourself would be of enormous use in any coming conflict with the godless communists. Communists? What are you talking about? One must move with the times, my dear tin soldier. The American intelligence community is nothing if not practical. Still, it is awkward for them. They must select those from among their ranks least likely to display antipathy toward former soldier scientists of the Reich. Which means often selecting those who are 
like-minded in some respects. And I have already found some quite promising clay, which I will mold given time. You're a filthy Nazi. A puppet on a string to them. They'll take what you know and put a bullet in your head. No. I do not think so. You see, even if I were to tell them everything that I know, everything I have learned, everything that I have ever thought, there would still be the potential, the power inherent in what I might think of next. Genius is the only commodity worth protecting because it is the only one that cannot be replaced. Strength is meaningless. Courage, sacrifice, all the things that you have displayed. And here you sit, a plaything to amuse me. I am a Canadian officer. You are a tinker toy, and I am going to take you apart very, very slowly. The Allied Command Super the Services... The Super Services are nothing, Red Ensign. They were a pageant and have no place in the war to come, a war that will be fought in the silence and in secret. They are on their way out. Their resources and equipment are being reassigned. Other agencies are busily recruiting the best and brightest. They are the punchline of a joke that is not quite funny like you. And you are a lackey dancing for pennies, desperate not to outlive your usefulness. Oh, I am quite useful, thank you for asking. I have my finger in a number of interesting pies. Some alien technologies that I never knew the Americans had. Some artifacts they recovered during the Cold Wars to keep them out of our hands and then never learned how to use. Even a little doomsday weapon of their own. Yes, it is a very interesting project and keeping us quite busy. And they intend to use it too. Isn't that a remarkable thing? Capture Japan before they are forced to share it, to partition it, to let the communists have their slice. Again, with the communists. I cannot help myself. Do you know what I heard a general call them yesterday? Commies. Is that not adorable? Reducing that which you fear to a single silly word. And as long as I can stoke those fears, I shall want for nothing. I will give them hordes of mechanical men to overrun the lands of the enemies. And you are going to help me, Red Ensign. Oh, yes, you will. Do you really think... I think I can do anything! And I have never yet been proved wrong. But forgive me. My other duties call me, and we do not have much time today. I am afraid that for a time you will see me but seldom. You are my hobby project, like a very expensive electric train. And now, Tin Man, where shall we begin? Warning, warning, perimeter breach, sector two. Sector two, on screen. Unable to comply. Explain. Unable to isolate threat in sector two. Why not? Because there isn't one. I just set off the alarm so I could steal your chair. Hello, Ogre. Red Panda. I wonder how you would react if I were to suddenly surprise you in your secret base. I think we both know the answer to that question. And your base isn't exactly secret, it's Justice Union HQ. Which is supposedly abandoned and mothballed. Which is not the same as being secret. What are you doing in New York? Looking for a friend. And yet you're talking to me. What's to stop me from squashing you like a bug? Not a thing. But then you'd have to deal with her. 
Where is she? Up here, tall, gray, and handsome. Flying squirrel. Why are you the only one of us who never looks any older? Fresh. How's your solo act going? New York is a big town. Crime doesn't stop because there's a war on. That isn't what's kept you here, though, is it? I'm a scientist by nature, Red Panda, not a soldier. One day soon, what's left of the Freedom Patrol and whoever else will roll in here and want their clubhouse back, and they'll be welcome to it. I've started to see why you like being lone wolves so much. But I hear you're playing den mother to a team of your own these days. On a very occasional basis, more of a consultant these days. Did you lose one of them? Try the museum, it's free on Tuesdays. Ogre, I like manner as much as an ex-girl, but we ring your bell when it's important. I'm listening. What do you know about Liberty Lad? Alan Wallace? He was the kind of zealot that made me resign my commission and go back to fighting street crime. Lost his powers in an accident shortly before D-Day, and if you ask me, it was a good thing. He was pretty broken up about it, though. You ask me, he'd got used to the power. Went to his head. They gave him a job in intelligence, last I heard. Is that really the last you heard? All right, so I kept tabs on him, but obviously you knew that somehow. I didn't trust him, and if you knew him as well as I do, you wouldn't either. He was desperate. His powers were the only thing that made him extraordinary. He was stuck behind a desk, and he was only going to be able to trade on being an ex-hero for so long. You thought he might sell out his former friends? I thought he might sell out his own mother, much less the rest of the mask and cape set. And I still do. But he must have done something right, at least. What makes you say that? He was promoted and reassigned. Moving up in the world. When? Last week. Skipped major and made colonel, very suddenly and from behind a desk. He's still in Washington, awaiting transfer, but not for much longer. I haven't been able to find out where they're sending him. Yet. Ogre, were you able to learn what Wallace did to deserve all this? Only a single lateral reference to his extraordinary service in the matter of the unknown soldier. But who that is supposed to be, I have no idea. I have a really bad feeling that I know exactly who that is. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Is... is someone there? Hello? Of course there is an Alan, old man. Gotta stop this. An officer can't have the jitters like this. Gotta just, uh, have a drink. Is all. Alan Wallace. Huh? Was that... Was that really... That drink wouldn't have helped you, Alan Wallace. It's Colonel Wallace. Just like the last one didn't, or the one before that. Is there really... Is there really someone there? How many nights have you waited, Alan Wallace? Waited for the judgment that you knew must come? Huddled in the darkness with a bottle, calling out to your imagined fears... And the night that the voice finally comes, you can't tell if it's real or not. Come out and face me. That almost sounded like courage, Wallace. Perhaps the drink has persuaded you that you still have your powers. You don't need powers to be a hero. (laughs) Red Panda, is that you? Come out of those shadows. Yes, Alan Wallace. It is I. I didn't know. Didn't know who they'd send after me. 
No one sends me anywhere, Wallace. But you knew that someone would come. Yes. Knew that there would be a price to pay for betraying your own kind. My own kind? I'm an American, first and foremost. No, Wallace. America is a land of infinite promise, of courage and resolve, of devotion to the idea of freedom. In your small, desperate way, you helped to push it into fear, into cowardice and betrayal. What would happen to this country that you love if von Schlitz got his claws into it? No. What sort of twisted monstrosity would it become? It isn't for me to decide. Not me, not you, and not the Red Ensign. He came to you for help. Yes. And you betrayed him. Sold him. Your rank and place were your thirty pieces of silver. I did what I had to do. And so will I. Stay away from me, Red Panda. They'll... They'll come after you next. I know you. You won't kill me. They'll know what you did and they'll hunt you down. How will they know, Wallace? When I remove all memory of these events from your mind, when I play upon the fears that you have tortured yourself with, draw the darkness and madness closer around you, and leave you in a prison of your own making, still waiting, always waiting for the night that will finally bring you the justice that you deserve? No. No. It's too cruel. And while I'm here, I suppose I should destroy your memories of your time as liberty, lad. Leave you without further secrets to sell. You can't take him. He's all that I have. I don't need to take him. Just scramble him. Make it look like you did it yourself with the drink, which you certainly would have given time. Red Panda, please. Isn't there another way? No, Alan Wallace. My mind is in your mind. No. My will is your will. Yes. Now, Alan Wallace, where have you entombed the unknown soldier? All right, Bernie, you're relieved. I'm not sorry to see you, Sarge. Why, has there been trouble? Out of him? What kind of trouble could there be? They've been working him over for days. The Kraut been back? Nah, not since yesterday. Log says nobody's been in or out the 36 hours. Eh, except to feed and water him. Not even. Nobody in, nobody out. Christmas. Are we even sure he's still alive? Why would they have us guarding a corpse's cell? This is the army, kid. Nobody said it would make sense. He's alive, all right. He did some screaming about an hour ago. Mm, makes sense. They've been working him over good. He didn't sound hurt. He sounded mad. Madder than anything I ever heard. Well, I guess that makes sense, too. Sarge, I, I don't... This ain't... You know, this ain't right. Easy, kid. We don't know who that guy is or what he's done. I don't care. Unless they got Hitler himself in there... We're soldiers. American soldiers. Standing out here while some kraut doctor kills a guy a piece at a time. That's not what we do. No, it isn't. So what do we do? I don't know, kid. I don't... Hey. Is it me or... (coughs) I can't... Sorry, Sorry, I don't... (coughs) Guess! Some kind of... (coughs) Knockout gas. 
Isn't that going to slow us down? Not as much as raising an alarm would. Besides, if we don't do this clean, we'll wish we had later. Get the keys. I should be able to erase their memory of the gas attack, but it'll take a few moments. I'll have Sparky back here in two shakes. I hope you're right. Go! Uh, let's see, which one... Oh, for Pete's sake, it'd be faster to just pick the... Oh, no, here it is. Sparky? Alley, alley, in free. No bashing my head in when I open the door, okay? Hey, are you even... Oh, holy moly. Who is it? Who is there? Who? John. John, it's me. Squirrel? Squirrel, is that you? Sure, it's me. Can't you... No, not you or anything. My eyes may still be on the work table. I don't... Don't... Take it easy. You shouldn't... Shouldn't have come, boss. Shut up. Of course we came. You shouldn't have charged in without us. Not in much position to argue. Get out of here while you can. It is too late for me. Mission's not over yet, rookie. I think maybe it is. All right, you two, we have to... Great Godfrey. Red Panda. Red Ensign, you've... Looked better. Much. Get her out of here, would you? If you have a grenade, I'd be obliged if you left. No more of that. You hear me? No more. Kid. Don't say it. I've never lost a red panda, and I'm not starting now. I never gave up on you, and I'm not giving up on him. Every exit route we had planned from this complex depended on John being able to move under his own power. I don't care. Squirrel, he's in pieces. And if we can get him to the plane, we can have him back in Toronto in a few hours and unleash a pack of geniuses on him. There's a cart. We can... We can... Boss, let it go. I'll go borrow a uniform from one of those guards. Get as much as you can onto that cart and find something to cover him up with. This is... Don't do this. We'll make for the loading dock. At this hour, with a little luck and a lot of hypnosis... We'll never make it. Not if you keep talking now. Squirrel, I'll need you in the shadows in case it all goes wrong. Kind of my job description in a nutshell. Go! Kit, it's too risky. Don't throw throw your life away from mine. Sparky, if I promise you one last shot at Von Schlitz, can you hold on just a little bit longer? Yes, boss. I think he's awake. Dr. Anna, is that you? Take it easy. Red Panda, in here, please. What is this place? Hey, Sparky. How are you feeling? You are both looking at me strangely. Yeah, there's probably a good reason for that. What eyes are these? These are not my eyes. Well, they are now, so you might as well get used to them. I will try. And I do not wish to seem ungrateful. I cannot begin to imagine how you salvaged me. I remember very little... How did we... Got away clean, without a trace. Though I think it's fair to say that Gus and I will be on the list of suspects. Doctor, are you all right? Why do you keep looking at me like that? I just... I, I didn't What is to... wrong? Are you ill? I cannot make these eyes scan outside the visible light spectrum. That's why they call it the visible light spectrum. I do not understand. Sweetie! Is there a mad scientist in the house? Oh, there you are. Here I are. Your patient is awake. So I see. How do you feel? Strange. 
I thought it was just my eyes, but you have... Have you built me an entirely new casing? You might say that. This shell seems... Forgive me, it seems... Fragile. What is it made of? He doesn't know? Maybe you could do the honors. Doesn't know what? What is going on? Maybe you should take a look in this mirror. You have changed my face. It is irrelevant. I have had many. Well, now you just have this one. Why did you make it with stubble? I didn't do that. You did. I do not understand. Dear me, this is awkward. Uh, John, your new body is made of flesh and blood. It is a human body. You were too badly damaged, and no one knew how to construct a robot brain that could house your expanded consciousness. So you put me in a human body. How is that the simplest solution? And where did you get a human body? Well, as it happened, I knew where there was one whose mind had been totally and irretrievably erased. I made some arrangements through Dr. Carlson's clinic. You should probably get used to people calling you Colonel Sharp for a while. And you may hear some talk about a Senate appointment, which you might want to consider. It's not a bad gig. I don't understand. Where is my android form? Dr. C is working on him still. Robert was pretty determined that we do everything we could to save him. Who is Robert? That's the complicated bit. Oh, good. I was waiting for the complicated bit. Robert Knight. He's sort of your brother, except not really. Why is he still working to repair my broken shell? He's not. He's trying to save you. And I should be there. Your mind wasn't transferred, John. It was copied. You're safe and I couldn't be more happy. But you're also in a lab across town dying. And I don't want you to be alone when it happens. Anna, I... Let her go, Bob. This is more confusing for her than you, if you can believe that. And von Schlitz? That wasn't our mission, John. Well, it is mine. Aside from being the most vile scum on the planet, I have lost track of the number of times that man has murdered me. It's time to end this. Don't try to stop me. Stop you? Who do you think you're talking to? We're in. One way or another, Friedrich von Schlitz will not be allowed to infect a new country with his villainy. The Red Panda swears it. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 105, The Unknown Soldier, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Kevin Robinson, Hero Van Harten, Julie Cogger, Hans Messerschmidt, Christopher Mott, Brian Vaughn, Clarissa Nederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Day of the week and genre.
and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.